Good morning, good evening, <laughs> Sunday night instead of morning. So good to see you today. We are glad to be here on this Sunday night blessing time. What a thrill to be together in the name of Jesus. This is George Watkins, and we are always blessed to have you with us. Don't forget our broadcasts do, they come on in the mornings, Monday through Friday at 4 a.m. And I do that so our East Coast people can tune in at 7 a.m. Gives them a chance to catch up and join us. I'm George Watkins, and if you have not been here before, stay around. There's a reason God sent you along today, a word of encouragement or a word of blessing to give you a boost in your spiritual life. Amen. Well, I want to talk today about Steady Eddie, Faith for All Seasons. Now, in case you hadn't noticed, in the last week we've been through a contest, very stressful in a lot of areas, and we're still hanging out to see who won the uh, political races. We're believing that God is going to promote those who believe in life the life of the of the unborn as well as the life of the aged people the seniors all forms of life we believe that they should be under the hand of god not under the hand of a doctor that is trying to take their life we also believe in the constitution we believe that god established this nation for a purpose and that was for freedom of religion now, whatever school you've been to, you've been to a lousy one if they didn't teach you that the very purpose of the pilgrims landing on the shores of New England was to escape the persecution of religious persecution in England and then in Holland, and they came back to England and left and came over here. That's why they established the New England colonies, so they could worship the Lord as they pleased not under the state religion, which England had, so forth. So let's be, uh, let's be attentive and let's be diligent as we uh, press into our, to our duties as men and women of God. Now, if you're just new to our channel or haven't done it yet, you're welcome and invited to subscribe. That gives us a little bit more horsepower on the internet system, and it will also let you know when we're on again. Thank you for that. On the Facebook, like us and give us a friend's request, and that will help us along the way. Now, faithfulness, steady Eddie. The story uh, comes to my mind about the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise being the slow one, the hare being the fast one. And in this fable that we remember from childhood, they decided to have a race. And so the, at, the, at the gun, when it went off, the hare or the rabbit zipped off across the field and over the hill. Now, he had been bragging all this time about being a great runner. He'd tell, he, he was even congratulating himself for winning already. Well, after all, I'm running against this tortoise. Anybody can win against him. 
So he's off and gone. Well, finally the tortoise gets going and plots off over the hill. And if you remember the cartoons that would have a tune to it, you know, here comes the tortoise. Well, you know the outcome. The tortoise won, the rabbit lost because he was foolish and he played the game. He played he played the fool. He took time off. He had big dinners. He stopped by and visited friends. He didn't focus on the goal. He could have won. He had the talent, but he didn't have the character. He had the talent, but he didn't have the discipline. Didn't have the focus. The tortoise didn't have much talent. Had a little bit, but he focused on the target and he stayed at it. Well, concerning our politics, but mostly concerning our spiritual life. They really aren't very far apart in, in a sense. And if, if you've been caught up in modern theology, they have them separated. You know, in the church, you're spiritual. In the, in the world, you're not. No, 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 no. There's only one world in God's sight. That's the natural and the spiritual blended together. We are as spiritual as a politician or a lawyer or a doctor or a ditch digger or a truck driver as we are in the pulpit preaching the gospel. It's the call you have. If you have a call to be a truck driver, you are in your groove. If you have a call to be a preacher and you're driving truck, now let's, let's be careful here because <laughs> I've done that. I did it for a purpose so I could have enough money to get to the other side of the lake and start preaching again. I did it so I could pay my bills and my gas bill from the last evangelistic trip that didn't pay its way, but I had my eye on the target. But if you're in a, if you're driving truck and should be preaching and you have no target, you have no purpose, you know, you're floating, you're missing your calling. But whatever your passion and calling is, you need to be in it. All right, Steady Eddie. How are we going to win the, the uh, contest? Now, first of all, let me tell you this, that the contest has already been won by Jesus on the cross and the resurrection. And then he gave us the keys and said, here, go to work. So that's what I'm focused on. Not the fact that we got to duke it out with the devil. He's already had his death nil. We are the mop-up crew, as I said last week. Now, you and I then, faith for all seasons means that when it's tough, I have faith. When it's good, I have faith. When it's easy, I have faith. And when I win, I still have faith. Faith is for all seasons. Faith is for the tough times and the easy times. Faith gives us target. It gives us focus. It gives us purpose. <clears throat> faith in the journey. Faith in the kingdom's overall command. Go and do these jobs. Go and win. Go and heal. Go and release. Go and preach the gospel. Whatever the call is, it's faithfulness. Faithful. Us, that full 
ramification of faith. Now, why did the scripture say it? Jesus says it. Enter into the joys of the Lord. O thou faithful servant. Faithful servants, faithful runners, faithful Christians, faithful politicians, faithful truck drivers are the ones who get the prize. So today, as we gather for this Sunday night time together, I'm encouraging you not to listen to the doomsayers in the in politics or in the church. Now, the the doomsayers, the you know, the ones that are looking for the end of the world in disaster, always have a dark future. And in this little setting now, the uh, the newscasters are are talking about how much we lost and how bad it was and that red wave that was coming didn't come and on and on and on. They're trying to cause a, a depression and a lack of purpose and a lack of fear to come to us as political people, as voters. Now, switch that over to the spiritual side and the enemy and people in that business of broadcasting doom tell us that we're all going to go out in a puff, not a shout. It's going to be a, an, an awful future. The church has formed a theology of darkness and gloom and disaster and failure. And they've taken it really a lot of it out of, out of revelations. I'll say this again. I said it last week. Revelations was not written for 2022. It was written for, well, about 80, 70, actually. But it was written for the people who went through the problem. You and I have our own problems. We have had contests, and there, there's wars, and there's room of war, rumor of wars. All those things happen. But this Revelations is a, is a picture, is a, is a diagram and a revelation of Jesus Christ. And in that is all the victories and all the things that happen. Just a wonderful thing when you see it through the eye of those who read it for that hour. Now, you say, does that mean you don't believe in the coming of Jesus? That has nothing to do with the book of Revelations. Now, let me say this. Because of that and the interpretation that they are promoting, they have you in a very ugly ending. They have you escaping through a, a secret rapture that takes you out, and then the world collapses, and all the th blood and all the killing and all the, you know the horses and the blood, and it's a it's a terrible picture. It's not too much different than Hollywood's uh, pictures of doom and gloom when the cities are all bombed and there's aliens running around and there's four people with shotguns trying to kill them all. It's just a terrible thought about the future. Let me remind you that the world, because of Christianity, has been getting better every day since Jesus was here. And even our social, our technological, our health, all the things that have been that, uh, that are there have been promoted and increased since Jesus Christ came to the earth and the Christian message goes forth. Everywhere Christianity is preached and accepted, 
we have peace and we have healing and we have restoration and we have inventions and we have, well, I'm old enough to remember when the ice truck rolled up to my grandmother's driveway and they opened up the canvas in the back and in it was chunks, big chunks of ice. And he would take the ice pick and chunk off about 25 pounds. And he'd give me a little sliver. I was, you know, five or eight years old and I'd suck on that ice. And he would take that ice cube into my grandmother's ice box. That's where they got the term, you young people. (laughs) They called it an ice box because it had an ice cube in it. Well, Now, we don't do that, do we? We have refrigerators that talk to us and give us the time of day and tell us what we're going to eat and how soon the soup is going to be too old to eat in that icebox. We just look at a chart on the front or we talk to it. The microwave, we get instant heat and we can eat in six minutes instead of six hours. Well, that's a progress of life that the gospel has brought to us because of the inventions. The scripture says every good and perfect thing comes from the father above. There's no shadow of turning, no, you know, no, no, no trickery. He does good things for us. Now I'm saying this to get your faith back into a place where it seems like it's all going down the tubes. And the next time someone preaches to you that it's all going to end up in a little puff and we're going to, about 14 of us are going to sneak out in a secret rapture with this, you know, this little bus ride to heaven. Come on. Jesus didn't send the Holy Ghost to reap 14 or 45 or 444,000 or whatever number you want to throw out there. He came to harvest the earth. He came to harvest the earth. And I believe all the earth is going to hear and does hear and is going to respond. I'm not stopping until we have what the Bible calls the knowledge of the Lord shall fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. (laughs) That's pretty thick. All right. Well, I'm just encouraging you to be a steady Eddie today and not, not stop because of discouragement. Or stop because you say, well, what's the use of running? That turtle will never get out of home base. So I can just goof off and do whatever I want. And God will help and God will take care of it. And I'm just going to let God do it. No, 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 no. He gave you the keys. He died in the cross, rose from the dead, took his blood to the father. And then he turned it around and said, here, now, Jack, you go to work. Here's my name. Here's my authority. Here's my power. Here's my commission. Get off the couch. Be the steady Eddie that I've called you to be. (laughs) Amen. Wow. Okay. Well, I preached myself happy today. And um, I've got uh, you uh, (laughs) stirred up in uh, wondering what I have even been saying in some cases. What does it mean by that? Well, good. Study it out. Ask God to show you some things. Now, does that mean that I have all the things? I know everything? No. We're members of the same body, and we walk in the knowledge and the light we have. So ask God to open up revelation, open up light, show you the way, 
over. If you're getting all your information from someone else, you're still drinking milk. You need to dig in, get your meat, get some meat in your hand and, <laughs> and nod off, you know, bite it and chew it. That's how we grow spiritually is to ask the Lord for wisdom and then put your face in his face and ask him to talk to you. You say, well, how do I know I can trust him? Well, that's how you learn to trust by being involved with the person you're with. The more you're with them, the more you can trust them. Amen. I worked with a journeyman carpenter as a young man. And after a, a while working with him, I knew exactly his next move. And I trusted everything he measured. And every time he threw a, a plan down, I knew he had the ability to do it because I was with him and I worked with him. It's the same with faith in God. If you work with him and walk with him, you'll trust him. Amen. Well, I love you guys, gals. Thank you for this Sunday night time. And it's always important and it's always a pleasure. It's important to meet together and it's a pleasure to meet together. Amen. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't. And for those who have given us a, a financial support, I really, really appreciate it. And thank you and bless you back. And if you haven't, if you have been touched by the Lord, you know, or nudged, I should say, to give give us a gift, it is a blessing and it is a, a help along the way. So you can do that through PayPal below or the address is there. You can mail it. It will get to us eventually. <laughs> well, I, I'm looking forward to Monday. It's going to be a supernatural week. I've got some things in my heart that are stirring, popping along. Until then, be blessed. Don't forget. You are the one God came for. You are the one he died for. You are the one he rose for. You are the one he brought the Holy Spirit for. And you are the one that can do the job. God bless.